Welcome to X-Files Podcast, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to heal from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new single life, you are in the right place. And I've got your back. Welcome to another episode of X-Files, everyone, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I am joined by a good friend of mine who is back for her second episode. Hello, Jesse. Hello. Hello. I loved the first episode that we did. I, you know, I'm working now with, I think, five rotating co-hosts, and it's, it's just been so interesting listening back to each of them and how I have a different dynamic with each person. And I know you and my friend, Christine, I listened to both of ours and it's, you can just like tell that we're friends. And I just, it made me so happy when I went and I listened to the raw recording of our episode because yeah, that means a lot to me. And you, it was just like, so obvious that, you know, like we have this background uh, and this history with each other. So I'm glad that you're here for the second episode. Let's get King. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we were originally going to do this as part of Sexual Health Awareness Month. You had some craziness in your life, so oh, we're doing it read. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, so. For, thanks for the patience and sorry about that. But yeah. I mean, look, kinky does not have to be confined to Sexual <laughs> Health Awareness Month. This is a timeless, universal topic that we can do oh, at yeah. any time. So I'm perfectly happy. I always you know, want to make things as easy as possible for my co-host. So I guess I'm going to be totally throwing you off with this question, but we are going to talk about sex with Emily later. And something that I've wanted to incorporate into X-Files that she does is setting an intention. And so I'm wondering if you have an intention for this episode. I'm happy to let you think for a second while I say mine. And this is coming to me so easily. And that is, I want X-Files to be a no judgment zone. And I know that kink can be really expansive and transformative and empowering for people. And so I kind of want to normalize it. I don't know if you can normalize kink because kink by definition is not normal, but I guess I would like to normalize the conversation around kink and let people know that if you're curious about something, then it's likely acceptable to to explore it what about you yes yeah no my similar vibes um 
my intention with like this conversation, which is a conversation I often have around kink is that, yeah, it's, I guess normalized again is not the right word, but like more celebrated. Yeah. Or accepted. And yeah, again, a judgment free zone because it is a weird and wonderful world. Um, so, and I really hope that everyone listening gets something of value today yeah. mm-hmm. and goes away being like, Oh, maybe this is what I'm into. And I guess, you know, empowered is a word that I actually try not to use that often on X-Files. But in this case, I would say, you know, the definition of empowered being that you are self-actualized to make your own decisions about your own life. And I would hope that people walk away from this episode feeling empowered about their sexuality and their sexual curiosity. Yeah, 100%. So I guess to get started, in your mind, what are we talking about when we talk about kink? Yeah, funny you say that, hey. I did a little <laughs> bit of Googling because, like, I know what kink means to me, right? And I was like, I wonder if there's, like, a universal sort of what is kink. So I found mm-hmm. this on Healthline just now. It says, while the word kink doesn't have a medical or technical definition, it generally, it's generally any sexual practice that falls out of convention, commonly considered acts such as loving, touch, romantic talk, kissing, vaginal penetration, masturbation, and oral sex. So kink itself refers to anything that bends away from the straight and narrow, though there is a few categories that commonly fall under the kinky sex umbrella, which I'm sure we will get to. Okay, I love this kinky sex umbrella. Uh, I, I know, right? Here for the kinky sex umbrella. Oh my God. <laughs> I love that so yeah. much. <laughs> so I am going to defer to Jess here and there just because it's not just that you have more experience, but you're also kind of making this a part of your business. And so I am happy to, you know, consider you to be more of an expert than I am. And also I think you've just generally studied it more. So we're talking about what kink is. Do you Mm -hmm. think at all, and I mean, can we even answer this or is it necessary to answer what kink isn't? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, So because I've heard, for instance, people say, as long as everyone's consenting, then it doesn't matter what you do. When it comes yes. to kink. And so. that's the big thing, right? So can, okay. the consent, it really annoys me when people like consent is sexy. I'm like, no, no, consent is mandatory. Like, uh-huh. like let's move it away from being sexy because like it's needed. Like you yeah. can't do anything without consent anywhere in life. So um, what kink isn't, I suppose, in that respect is abusive behavior or mm-hmm. abusive relationships or again, anything that you're not consenting to. However, that does not mean that that one thing that you're not into isn't a kink for someone else. Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, I've been heavily involved in kink communities in the past, and I can assure you there was stuff that I saw people doing that wasn't my cup of tea. Oh, Um, and also I, I know for, you know, people are often surprised at the things that I say are my kinks. So, um, (laughs) I, I mean, it's absolutely true, men and women. What, before we move much farther, ever, so many people listening to this episode will undoubtedly think of Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh. I want to refer everybody, I will put in the show notes, Claire and I, my former co-host, did a happy hour episode where we watched Fifty Shades of Grey and then <laughs> talked about it drunk. It oh. was so Good. So good. So I will put in the show notes, which episode that was, it was er early on in the X-Files 
history. So go and, and go and check that out. And I did pull in a little bit of a tiny bit of research into the happy hour episode because, um, oh. it, it was kind of hard to keep any type of <laughs> coherence yeah. because we were both happy. I think we had margaritas that night. Oh. Um, but I know that it's important and that this could again be an entire episode, but yes. in a nutshell, what, are the problems that the kink community has with this film? Um, first, well, firstly, <laughs> there are so many things. One, you should never try to change a person, right? Him or her. Because basically at the end of the book, she's trying to fix him and be like, oh, it's all psychological damage, which I can get to later. So yeah, she's, they're ultimately trying to change each other, which doesn't work. Um, mm -hmm. she's trying to make him vanilla and, but he approaches her to yes. be his sub but, and that's yes. also not considered typically best practice when it comes no, to No, hundred percent not. He didn't know who she was. Mm -hmm. She went in for an interview. She tripped over the door frame. She was mumbling and acting submissive. And he was like, Ooh, I'm going to get my dick wet. <laughs> um, sorry. No, anyway. no, this is, a, this is an explicit, this is 18 and over territory. Perfect. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> anyway, if he wasn't a rich, handsome billionaire, he would have been a stalker. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The fact that he finds out where she works mm -hmm. and goes to her workplace and alludes to shit he gets up to because we all know what he's buying and the thing is to kind of go in his red room of pain. Um, <laughs> he stalks her. Yeah. If it was some guy in a trailer park, different story, man. It'd be like the Dharma series or something. <laughs> which I just got done watching and I'm so on fire about. Um, and also I think it's important to put out there that typically best practice when it comes to BDSM is creating scenes that are yes. contained. And he yes. was trying to more or less kind of like take over her entire life and make her just like generally submissive to him in all aspects of, of her life. He wouldn't let her go on a plane ride without dominating it. There was never like, I want to have this scene. I want to have this experience with you. These are the agreements. He just comes in and just starts yes. uh, yeah, being really abusive and yes. domineering. Yes. So there are such things as 24 seven relationships, right? So people do live in these relationships where, or dynamics, where the dominant and the submissive live inside of that 24 seven. But again, everything is agreed upon mm -hmm. everything, whether it's, they get to choose what they're wearing for the day or whatever, but it's agreed upon by both parties. And that's, what's missing in that. Right. Mm -hmm. She didn't agree to this. She just kind of like went with the flow. She was a bloody virgin. She didn't know yeah. much shit. Like how is she yeah. supposed to make informed decisions when she literally didn't know anything about life? And oh. I mean, they did have the scene where they were reading the agreements, but oh, it, God, yeah, that was okay. Grin central. We'll come back to this because we, we could have an hour long conversation oh, about this. Honestly, film. it's a whole episode on its own. So I just want <clears> everyone <throat> to know this is not a healthy example of kink. The one thing that it did do that was good was sort of opened the door, I suppose, for a lot yeah. of people who didn't know about this or had an inkling about what maybe they were into and like, pulling this into the, the eye of like the general public, I think opened that up to people to kind of start exploring. Well, and they were huge movies <clears throat> and got people excited about the fact that this was in the mainstream, which yeah, yeah. that absolutely serves a purpose. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like all of the examples of polyamory in the media, mm -hmm. God, we'll do an episode on this. There's some problematic shit and a lot of the portrayals 
And it got it into the mainstream and got people realizing that this is a lifestyle that more people are living than you think. So to be continued, (laughs) everybody has a first story about kink. And I guess what I would love to hear uh, um, from you about this, because now it's become crucial part of your identity or an integral part of your identity. Would you say that? It really has. When I started, when I sort of originally got into all this, I thought I could sort of like leave it behind. I um, had relationships with people who weren't kinky and sort of, but I figured out later down the track that I it's part of who I am, so I can't. Uh-huh. Um, but my first experience, I have two first experiences as a sort of. Um, so my first ever experiences, uh, I, did I find it? I went on to FetLife, I think. And it was like a mini expo day, I suppose. And I went along and it was it was kind of cool and whatever. But this guy that I'd met when I went to rock dancing got really weird. And so I backed away completely from anything because I was like, this is if this is what kink is, I don't want anything to do with it. It was creepy and oh, odd. Okay, and- hold on. So you just happened to find this event? I can't honestly I can't remember how I found okay. it. I may have like been just exploring fit. Like, I don't really know if I knew about fit. Okay. Well, the fact that you weren't on there at all, I, you know, I'd be curious why, but maybe you just were yeah. curious, but then yeah. you get to the event and someone was dancing with you. No. So I'd meet this person at a, I know it's like convoluted story, but <laughs> I'd meet this person at like Ciroc dancing prior. And then uh, I what? said, okay, I don't, I don't know what you're saying right Ciroc, now. Ciroc dancing. It's like rock and roll. Ciroc, okay, uh, like C-E-R-O-C, Ciroc. It's like rock and roll. It's a style of dance. Okay, so I just want to point out really quick: we're in different hemispheres. Jesse is in New Zealand. I'm in America. I personally am not as familiar with that term. I don't think it's something that we use uh, often. So thank you. You were at a club dancing with someone. But even like lessons, it was lessons. Okay. Okay. I, was okay. To I just cool. didn't. I didn't know what no, you were no, referring no, you're to. Okay. Gotcha. Side note. Um, yeah, so I met this person at that prior to, and then I went to this, like, I say event, it was like a little expo, like mini thing. They had stalls and stuff. It was really basic. It was tiny. Um, and I saw him there and we had a conversation and that was fine. I think we, we must have exchanged details because he was the only other person I knew. Um, and then things got weird in that conversation. I wasn't consenting to a lot of this stuff that he was sort of, and I was just like, no, this is weird. And I blocked and deleted him and I was like, this is not for me. Like, no, that was well, like I must've been early twenties, early, early twenties. Anyway, fast forward to, I don't know, 23. So a couple of years later, I was managing a bar. One of the patrons that used to come in regularly, I was friends with, um, because of my sister, she worked, um, as a dancer and knew this woman who owned a swingers club. Anyway, they were like, come along. We hold BDSM events as well as swingers events, separate separate too, because the swingers and the BDSMers kind of don't mesh well. Yeah, different things for sure. Yeah, yeah. Swingers don't understand why you're not having sex. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally. They, yeah, um, to- yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's important to make the distinctions. I mean, kinky is an umbrella term, but certainly yeah. people, you know, some people do everything, but um, you, you people, you find what your preference is. And yeah, you and kind of doesn't have to mm. end in sex. It doesn't have to be sexual at all. Yeah. Anyway, I went, so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. I, I was so underprepared. <laughs> so underprepared for what I walked into. I walked down these stairs 
into this club. And it was like a well club, like at the time, because the club's sold a couple of times, it had like a room with a spa pool in it. It had like a whole shower room. They walk in and it's crowded. Sorry. Which was, you yeah, know, laugh all you like. Which, <laughs> and I'm here, this is me, in jeans and a T-shirt with a skull on it because I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know what to wear these. No one told me. You emphasized this thing about your T-shirt and jeans to me before. I, I was that, ever, like a lot of people were, were what, like in black and leather and masks and uh, things. Yeah, this is the thing. Like I was dressed casually i did not know <laughs> that this like i didn't i wasn't aware like i, I didn't fucking know and like then there are these people in all sorts of undress and it's busy and it's insane and these people are being auctioned off and i'm like what yeah, was a uh, deep or taking the plunge right <laughs> Um, oh one of my good friends, actually, her and I, that was our first, like both of us. I didn't know her at the time, but we figured out later on that both of us, it was our first event. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, but fuck, it was hilarious. So there's me sitting at the bar and um, the guy who was organizing it um, <laughs> was like auctioning off these people. So disclaimer, they were not auctioning it off for real money because that's illegal. They'd made up like a currency. So with your entry fee, you got however many, and then you could like pay for more or you could like bribe the bartenders and some of the staff and stuff to like give you more. Um, and then basically you would bid on whoever you wanted. Well, not whoever you wanted. There would be like a lineup of people who would put themselves forward. So consent, right? The host uh, who was reading it out, he would bring the person up to the stage. He would read out what they were into, like, what they were good for basically. Um, and then would start the bidding. My God, I've never done anything like that. It was, I mean, I now I know that it's like one of the biggest events we have here in Auckland. It pulls, it pulls a lot of people. Um, and it's just good fun. It's hilarious. Like mm -hmm. it's just good fun and people have a good night. But at the time me, who was like this little, I'm very different to how I was then. I was very much an introverted, like, wallflower back then. I was just like, what is this? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that that was my first experience. I okay. Mean, I came back for more. And you were just, like, I'm home type thing? I think eventually, like, once I kind of settled in and started talking to people and made friends, and so the, the guy hosting actually be became a friend of mine, and it, it was really nice to know that these people were really friendly. Like they're not these like scary. I mean, they're oh, out there. Don't sure. get me wrong, but the majority of these people are, are lovely. They're just other humans. You know what I mean? Like they're just other regular people. I do know what you mean because I've been around it as well. So I had, I guess, several firsts as far as kink goes. As I said, you know, I'm nowhere near as you know integrated into kink lifestyle as as you are. But uh, shortly after my divorce, it was when I got online for the first time and mm -hmm. I was on OkCupid, I believe. And I came across this very compelling profile of a couple. And I don't know, I was, you know, I'd been married for a while or with the, with the person for a while. And I don't know, I was just ready to let loose and experience life. You know, I got married in my early twenties mm -hmm. and, um, they didn't show their faces, but they're just like, we're looking for a female playmate. And I don't know what oh, it was. A unicorn? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I actually, and we can do an episode on this too, but I actually enjoy the unicorn role. And I know that people have lots of issues with it, but for me, that's like kind of my jam. So I totally get the politics around it. But I will also say that there are some of us out there that oh, revel no, in that. And that's what I want to make clear when I like whenever I talk about unicorning is there are they're rare, but they're out there. There are people out there who enjoy unicorning. I love the attention. I love uh, the role. I love the no strings attached thing. I'm yeah. There's there's lots about it that I enjoy. And so you know I got in touch with them and I ended up yeah having kind of an ongoing thing Aww. with them for several months. It was my first time exploring any type of threesome situation at all. I always liked power play. That's partially because I'm like type A like to a fault. Mm. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. I'm very type A. I like to be in control of things. And I'm so fine. to be able to release and have someone control me instead of me controlling everything, yeah, I find very soothing. <laughs> uh, like same. I'm the same. I'm self-employed, I think as well. Like we are, we're just in control of everything. Yeah. Right. So it is, it's nice escapism to not be in charge. It feels great. And also knowing that someone wants to give that to you, I find very, very exciting in mm. my life. And, but I've always felt that way. Even like, even in my marriage, I would try to, and I didn't know it at the time that I was doing that, but I would try and kind of finesse the situation so that I felt like I was being more or dominated than dominating. Yeah. Um, so I really lent into that. And also I, I mean, one thing I like about the unicorn role is I'm the oldest of seven children. And so having so much attention on me is something that mm. I feel like I was always craving. And so that's very, I guess, therapeutic or just um, satisfying to me yes. to yeah. be the center of attention. So I, I really liked it. Then for an, a couple of years there, I, I want to say it was something I really kept in my life, but then I went to Australia <laughs> and, uh, there, I got involved with, you know, very experimental communities. I was into five rhythms dancing and lots of very experimental people were also in that community. And I want to be really careful about telling this part of the story because I had one of the situations where someone sought me out. And so, and I know now because I've gotten much more educated about BDSM that there were some things that I probably would have had my eye out for or been aware that weren't as, as healthy. And that is certainly how it ended up going. Yeah. I mean, at the same time, the though, time, I, it I was expensive for right? me. Like, yeah. He saw me at a five rhythms event was taken by me, went back onto the Facebook page, went through like everyone who attended the event, got in touch. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was pretty full on. It was it's like 50 shades of gray shit. It was a little to be honest, but I mean, he, he communicated with me about what he, what he had in mind. Um, but yeah, I, I know now that you don't necessarily seek someone out for this. You know, we, he didn't know me at all. But, um, but I did end up kind of get, um, getting into an agreement with him for a number of months. That was very interesting. And through that meeting people and yeah, that, cool. that was my, that was my experience. And when we stopped um, seeing each other, I was pretty integrated into that world in Melbourne and continued to, um, explore things, which yeah. I thought was great. Currently I'm not, in a community, you know, I'm new to Denver, like many people know. And, um, but it's, it lives inside of me. 
<laughs> They'll be groups though. Like if you're on Fit Life, are you on Fit Life? I don't no, know I'm not currently. Question. You know, to be honest, I am so busy that I actually often forget. And then sometimes when we talk, I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta go on there. Um, but and then and then I don't. Yes. Okay. I'm happy to report back about it during yes. our next episode. I yeah. did have quite a bit of experience with Shabari. I absolutely oh, loved it. Favorite. I was suspended at a club once and thought it was a gorgeous experience. I have oh. yeah done other done other things that I'm not leaving behind me anytime soon. Yeah. No, Shabari <laughs> is like, ugh. yeah. Ugh. I love the feeling of rope my favorite thing well when you come over to new zealand i have some people i can introduce you i to. was all yeah i'm i'm with you i'm with you <laughs> nothing shatters your life like a breakup and the pain of a broken heart is real i know that it seems impossible right now but there is hope and there are ways to heal I would love to work with you one-on-one to heal your broken heart and put your breakup behind you. My personalized coaching programs are designed to pinpoint what will be most effective in helping you to move forward and make this breakup a part of your past. I believe in you. Message me at xfilespodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at X-Files Podcast, and let's connect about creating a magical plan of action for you to enter 2023 with this breakup in your rearview mirror. So we talked about a few different types of kink or a few different kinks. We've alluded to them at least. (laughs) And I know... I mean, there's so much out there and it, I mean, it's uh, like technically impossible to even cover, cover all of it, but what I know that you have a resource on your website, as far as exploring what you might be into. So I guess, first of all, why did you create this? And, you know, like, why do you think this is important for people uh, in the first place? And then how did you come up with the content Right. So it's not, it's not originally my con- content. It's sort of like a list that's been circulating around forever. Amazing. I just popped it onto my website so that people who follow me can get access to it. Perfect. It's basically like a yes, no kind of list and like a zero to five, like zero being hell then fuck no, I'm not interested. It's a hard limit or five, like fuck yes. Like mm-hmm. I love this. I'm very interested. And you can then like it says on the instructions you can also be like because those numbers could change between like if you like to give that or receive that or both mm-hmm. so um it's just a generalized list now if you don't know anything about what this is you can then google these terms so like there's impact play on here and underneath it's got like spanking flogging canes i could keep going um, do you mind stopping for a second and yep. telling listeners about the fact that this is your favorite thing (laughs) impact is impact's not actually my favorite thing oh okay um (laughs) impact play for me is a great way to get out of my head i love testing my boundaries uh, Mm -hmm. my physical boundaries so like i love testing and seeing like how far i can go and, and what what kind of i can tolerate but so yeah like impact is a lot of fun it's never been sexual for me and i doubt it ever will be 
but some people do find it sexual. Yeah. Uh, I would say for me, it's normally something that I associate with the sex that a sex act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, not for me. Okay. Um, and just real like, quick. So this, um, worksheet is just what, I mean, what would motivate somebody to download and fill this out? Do you think? I think if you're curious, but you don't know where to start and you're like, Oh, I, I there's something know. more, but I don't know what. Yeah. Okay. That, or like if someone, if you're going to go play with someone, it's also a really good list to sort of like give to each other and be like, Oh, this and we'll not give to each other, but like kind of check in and see like what you're into when you, and it may be an easier way to have that communication with someone. Cause I know in the beginning I got very nervous and shy and a lot of these like new beings, both tops and bottoms or doms and submissives or whatever you want to call it will be like oh I have no boundaries oh I'll do whatever like because we don't know any better because no one has said this is what this is and until you be like oh I can I'll do whatever and well and also uh, it makes it sexier to talk about and to get really clear about what a person's desires are I mean I don't think necessarily that saying I'm into everything is sexy at all I want to be with someone who has preferences and knows, you know, what turns them on. Well, you want to have preferences that meet. Um, Otherwise, Mm -hmm. so like my ex-partner and I, he was never interested in rope and shibari and I loved it. And well, I love it. And that didn't like, that didn't bother us. It didn't affect our relationship because I went and tied with other people and like, it didn't affect what we got up to in terms of what we shared in kink. It was just something he didn't want to do. And I was like, that's fine. Like that's his choice. So yeah, it just basically gives you, it gives you thinking. Like it lets you think about like, Oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, I didn't know. It can be great for foreplay too. Yeah. And also like, if you don't know how to communicate or if you're shy or like, like I was like before I, sort of went through all this journey with myself, sex was taboo and you didn't talk about it and it was awkward and weird. And so having this list is really good because then I can be like, oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. And I can talk to potential play partners. Mm-hmm. So yeah, on the checklist, like impact play is basically being hit. <laughs> if people okay. don't know that. Hit or uh, I mean, also, I think it's important to use uh, other terminology as well, like spanking, well, like um, paddle, paddling. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Impact so on the body. Impact yes. is like, you know, what you yeah. think impact is. Um, so it's impact. There are safe places to play with that. Where, like, so bottoms are usually the general area. There are other areas you want to avoid like organs, like kidneys. Mm. Yeah. yeah <laughs> um, stomach. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, there's a list of things there. There's also a space for other, like if you think of something or someone suggests something to you, mm-hmm. um, it just gives you an idea and you can go through and think about it. And so then there's like bondage and restraints. So that's anything. Shibari is bondage. Mm-hmm. Leather, fluffy handcuffs. Who the hell has yeah. a pair of fluffy handcuffs? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a story about that. Kinky sidebar. Sidebar. <laughs> so obviously I knew I was into this stuff a lot earlier than I went into like kink. Because someone for my 18th birthday got me a pair of fluffy handcuffs. Can't remember who. It was at a stage where my sister was going through my shit. So I put them in my handbag. Didn't think anything about it. Forgot that they were in there. Went down to Christchurch to see my dad. Didn't get pulled up in security in the airport going down to Christchurch. No, no, no. I got pulled up in security coming back from Christchurch with my father still at the airport. (laughs) 
and I had to hand <laughs> these fluffy handcuffs oh my God. over to my father. Oh my God. It I love slash hate this for you. Hilarious. <laughs> Oh, one of my finer moments. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love the um, ankle restraints. It's something that oh, I really like. Yeah. I'm like being tied to the bed. Like, just restrain me, okay? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not I, as into I, um, blindfolds are kind of a soft boundary for me. That okay, would okay. be like a yellow. That makes me uncomfortable, but yeah. the the restraining I, okay. I can cool. get into. Do not do head hoods. Do, if you don't like blindfolds, like I yeah, wouldn't, I, tried, I wouldn't, I know this for myself. I know this yeah. for myself, but I again, one, you know, I took some trial and error and also I know this, you know, it, it comes up, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, and I know ahead of time, I'm not going to be full, fully relaxed. If I, yeah. if you put that blindfold on me. And that's so when you've got this list, you can then communicate mm-hmm. that right with your play partner yeah. and be like, look, I'm okay for all of these things. Mm-hmm. Do not cover my eyes or do mm-hmm. not cover my face. Yep. And that's fine. I'm always one of these people, like, I will try most things. I'm going to say most because I will not try everything. I will try most things once or twice. And I've tried some things before, and some of them have scared the shit out of me. But I'm also like, I want to do it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a kink right there is the uh, feel of fear. And for some people, knowing that you're pushing your edges um, is is tantalizing. tried this mask on once and I think it was latex or something. And it was like an asphyxiation hood and you put it over. Yeah. Honestly, that was the scariest sort of thing I think I've done in a long time. And like breathing in, it just, you couldn't like breathe in properly. And I felt, yeah, kind of want to do it again. (laughs) I love it. Just to try it out again. But anyway, (laughs) uh, where have we gone? So yeah. Sensation play. So what is sensation play? I think it's important that we're going through some of these things because some people don't know what it means and they don't know what's available to them. So talk to us. What does this mean? Sensation is one of my favorite things to receive and give. Um, I top in sensation. I don't top a lot, but I do like to top in sensation play. Sensation is about feelings. So Mm -hmm. it works really well with the blindfold, but you don't have to be Mm -hmm. blindfolded. Often uh, it's sort of like things like running fingers up the body or feathers or so say like, like sensations of things. So that can be ice, wax, got to be safe with wax, scratching, Mm -hmm. tickling, biting, licking, hair pulling, massage. You can do like sensory deprivation where you take everyone else, like take the stuff away. So like blindfolded and, head like um you can put music on to kind of add to it so you don't know what's coming it's an added element um but yeah basically like anything that you use to like create sensation on the body like wartenberg wheels feathers um we've used like a makeup brush like just different textures and Mm -hmm. when you can't see a lot of the time it adds to that Mm -hmm. but you can also do it in other ways but yeah it's one of my favorite things to like receive and to give okay um, I like the ice cube action. Uh, I mean, I ice, know that's a little pedestrian, but I enjoy, I enjoy ice, <laughs> ice and then wax. Yeah. Boom. I love wax. So when we're saying wax, I enjoy actual candle wax. So, you know, there's yes. candles that are especially made to yes. uh, be applied topically. And I love that because it's oh, hot, but it's not like too hot. So it's yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So don't go to the $2 shop. Do not buy candles yeah, in the $2 I, shop. Do not definitely. use wax because they've all got different um, melting points. So soy is really good, mm-hmm. um, I believe. Yeah. Paraffin, uh, like soy is the best. Don't 
just don't go and yep. use the stuff that you get from the get candle go to the sex shop and get some yeah. candles have someone help you be, pick something up yeah. even those can be relatively hot like the um oh it's hot but i mean it's dots. not going to damage your skin mm. <laughs> <laughs> humiliation mind games what are we talking about here this is on every list i think this is misunderstood um and so you know just in a, in a nutshell it's also very complicated so um yeah. yeah maybe if you can just tell us in a nutshell um yeah. what what this kink means um this one's the mind games is a thing i love mind games i don't like humiliation and degradation um, and everyone has a different level of what they like. So that could be like teasing or tease and denial, verbal humiliation. That could be like objectifying someone. It could be dirty talk, it could be degradation. So everyone's different into what level they'll enjoy. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of like being humiliated. And you could do public humiliation as well. Mm. Um, it's such a broad thing. Yeah. So, and this is why sometimes, you know, this is definitely not my cup of tea either, which I discovered when I was having this agreement situation. Yeah. Um, but this is why it's good to find the clubs, to find the communities, because yeah. you can go and experiment with some of these things in a safe space yeah. where other people are also experimenting with them. Yeah. And it can so be, I, it can be good to see how you feel when you're in an ex a place as accepting of these things and then go yeah. from there. Yeah. I don't mind some dirty talk in the bedroom. It's not, it doesn't really. Oh, I demand it. <laughs> See, we're so different. Like, so I'm would like, you oh, say that dirty talk is a fetish or a kink? And then what, and what's well, the difference? It's a, it's, it's a kink. Well, a fetish basically means you need that thing to get off. Oh. Whereas a kink is just something you're into. Like a foot fetish is someone who needs feet to get oh. off. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I guess we are different because uh, I don't know what it, yeah, there's probably many reasons for it, but just oh. say, use your words with me and yeah. oh boy, it's on yeah. baby. It's on. I thought everyone oh, liked good. that. I get well, distracted. I don't like it sometimes. <laughs> well, I'm like, shut up. I'm trying to focus <laughs> on my orgasm. Okay. Oh no, not at all. I'm like, say more. <laughs> 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 don't be quiet um, <laughs> um what about role playing jess uh, <laughs> role playing good old role play i've never been good at this you know when you go to school and they're like we're gonna role play this like, <laughs> but why or like mm -hmm. when you're trying to learn sales and stuff they're like so we're gonna role play like you pretending to call a client and i'm like but this is just awkward yeah um, yeah but and a I, lot of people say that it makes them laugh and stuff, yeah. but a lot of people also get really, really into it. And this role playing is actually one way that you can explore some kinks yes. and explore doing things with your partner without actually doing it. Yeah. For instance, a perfect example is a lot, you know, one of the most popular kinks or the most popularly discussed kinks is threesomes, which, yeah, you know, are great. Oh, and, you know, I. No, no, hold on. No, okay. so, but you can role play having a threesome with your partner if you aren't quite ready to do that. For instance, oh yeah, you know, if if you were with me and my friend, you know, like what would you do right now? And kind of play it out without actually doing it. Okay, I was like, wouldn't there be more dirty talk? I'm so like. I think it's a combination. No, like, I think it's no, merging. Like, there's like mm -hmm. no boxes. Yeah, but common role playing. So I love it. Um, I love, I love watching people in this. It's so cool. One of my kinks is, what do they call it? Daddy little girl. Oh yeah. That's a very common. That's a, that's very common a role. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so that's, that's all a common role play. play. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So daddy little 
girl as a very yeah. common role play or princess um, or princesses like, oh, yeah. worship me baby uh, yeah like <laughs> please put this in here it's a good conversation <laughs> I've, no, I it's honestly, going in there yeah <laughs> um <laughs> that is a very common one so school pl- like school um scene school room sc- scenes like mm-hmm. with the skirts look at the costumes you go into yeah. a sex shop look at the well, costumes. see this is what this and i do this i want to be the princess in in the bedroom i want to be adored worshipped and i will get so excited i was just on amazon the other night looking at sexy you know princess dresses with like short skirts and stuff and then i mean i'm like i'm so into this (laughs) the complete opposite it's great (laughs) i love this this is why it's important to have the worksheet to download it and to see what you are into because for me i would almost think like who wouldn't want this it's fun it's Honestly, but yeah, basically role-playing is anything and any, where you're not yourself. It could be medical or like, or patient um, and nurse. Yeah. Patient and nurse, like those kind of things. It's, it's huge. It's such a, such a broad. Yeah. And even then, I guess you would then say, well, what do you want to role play? And then try things out and look, it's Halloween. So let's lean into it, you know, go to the Halloween spirit, get a bunch of costumes and just make it an experiment between now and the end of the year. So fetish is something you need. I hadn't thought of fetish like that before. That's what they, yeah. So that's the, I think the technical definition, I'd have to look it up, but fetish is a kinks kind of different. So fetish is like something that you need whereas kink is something that you're interested in so like feet some people just need leather and latex and need it on their body for them to like get into the mood and stuff yeah and then Um, we have bdsm which i'm sure people you know understand that's you know dominance submission so bd which is bondage and discipline ds which is dominance and submission no way sm which is sado and masochism oh my god interesting okay so doesn't just mean one thing okay but yeah bdsm generally means more of the like are you a top are you a bottom are you a brat Mm-hmm. Um, See, I um, wouldn't say though. I'm I'm not a brat though. I like to be praised for being good, and so I don't. Yeah, I don't like to be you know like punished for being naughty. I'm more leaning into the good girl thing. I was going to say you're a good girl. Mm. I'm an asshole. So <laughs> uh, that can't be, I'm smart, I've got a smart mouth, and that smart mouth has got me into trouble so many times. Ooh, sexy in, in a good way. Oh, I love that. Um, So you take all of these different types of kink and there are more. I pulled just a few from Jesse's website and then you can kind of combine the interest or the type of kink with the type of sexual activity, right? Yes or no. Like it doesn't have, again, doesn't have to be sexual, but yeah. Okay. Um, And you can also talk about these things, you know, oral, Mm. um, anal, yeah yeah this this type and then you know and then kind of come up with what you want to experiment with x-files allows me the chance to make an impact that means so so much to me it is thrilling to support people all over the world to heal their hearts and having anchor has made it easier and more fun than i ever thought it would be it is really such a blessing If you have something you would like to share with the world through a podcast, I highly recommend them. 
If you haven't heard, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast and allows you to monetize from the very beginning. Download the app today and start sharing your unique message with the world. Happy podcasting. Yeah. So that was fun. I mean, we could have just done an episode just on types of kink and put it out there into the world and, you know, see what the consequences are going to be. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so you have recently transitioned out of a relationship where you, uh, and, but I do know that kink came into play in, in your, in your, in the, your most recent relationship and has come into play in your various relationships. Jesse yes. identifies as non-monogamous. So yes. how does this, um, how has this impacted you? Uh, my ex-partner, it's so weird things literally happened like a week or I so. I know ago. it's just, it's really recent um, everyone. We're real people going through real shit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we're good. We're still talking and stuff. There was just, it sort of needed some time. Um, anyway, we got into it and he was new. So it was both his and mine, like a, like first, I guess, official, if you want to say it like that, like polyamorous relationship. So we were navigating that. And then we're also navigating like the kink side of things. Like I've always been into kink and he's kind of always known he was kinky. So we explored a DS dynamic. So we kept it in the bedroom and then we kind of explored it 24 seven, but not to the extremes of that some people do. Um, I would call him sir in public. Uh, his name for me was kitten. Um, mm. so we, we, we sort of explored that dynamic for a long time where like, you know, he was in charge and that sort of looked however it looked for us. And then I got sick, but we also sort of had to pull it back because we were having relationship stuff because we were navigating, um, the polyamory journey. We had to pull back on that DS dynamic so that we could be equals and throughout what we were dealing with. Mm. Um, which is cool. I don't need a DS 24 seven. It's fun. Yes. I say my, I, I don't know what that would even look like, uh, especially because, you know, I like to kind of be the boss during the day. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it was like, you have to send me a photo first thing in the morning or like he would ask for a photo, be specific with me because I'm a yeah. brat. Cause I'm a brat. And he's always like, send me a photo. It doesn't say of me. So I'll send him a photo of something. And then he'll say, send me a photo of you. And so I would send him a photo of my arm. Like, Oh my God. So, and this is another, this is, this is a fun example of how you yes. can explore kink with a current partner is through texting, through photos yes. and seeing what lands with you. Yeah. What and really gets you excited and, and feels and feels good and what you want to yes. explore more. Yeah. I so love sexy, kinky texting. Yeah. Whereas like a natural submissive would have known what he meant and just like, I knew what he meant. I was just being a dick. I'm a brat. <laughs> um, whereas a submissive would, because they want to be good girls or good boys or good non-binary humans would have taken a, the photo that they knew that their dom dominant wanted. Yeah. I'd wait, you know, until I had a moment and then, you know, go into my room and do it. <laughs> do yeah. It yeah. So, you know, like that was fun. It was just, it was hilarious. And like, yeah. And I think that kind of added the fun to that sort of dominant thing. Cause I'm, I can, if you get me in the right headspace, I will be submissive like that. And I will just do what you ask me to do, but it takes some I fight. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. Yeah. So yeah, it was lovely. It was sad that, you know, obviously it had to end for a bit and, um, it didn't work out, but 
um, relationships come and flow and, or the ebb and flow and things um, sometimes run their course. Yeah. When I left my last partner, and I think I spoke about this in the last episode with you, was when I decided, because we were monogamous and he wasn't kinky, it was when I ended that last relationship that I was like, that's it. I can't not have kink in my life. So my partners going forward have have to be into it mm-hmm. um, and have to be on that non-monogamous scale. Yeah. Yep. I'm so. learning more that that's important for me as well. So yeah. just, this has been so much fun, but let's talk about how to get started, especially maybe if you're seeing someone or if you're in a relationship and that's only because I pulled a great article from sexwithemily.com that mm-hmm. gave five easy or five simple slash practical steps as far as getting started with your partner with kink. So it's one of my favorite podcasts. She, when it comes to normalizing the conversation around sex, she does it better than anyone. She's absolutely brilliant. So articulate, so smart and so kinky. This woman is down. (laughs) I know, but you're listening to it and there's nothing dirty about it. It's just like having a grown up conversation about these things that we all think about, we all go through. So she has an article called four easy steps to start exploring kink with a partner. We'll just go through these really quick. Yes. Number one, have an open conversation. Emily says the first step is always to have a conversation. Your sex life won't change unless you talk about it. But once you start getting into the habit of talking about sex as casually as you discuss the weather, it'll become much easier to approach awkward or challenging conversations. Oh, can I just add to that a little bit? Oh, you can add to it a lot. (laughs) Honestly, everything is solved in communication. Everything. So if you're not having, if you're not having a conversation about it, it's not going to happen. And no one is a mind reader. Do not. I was just going to say, we like to think that we're going to, magically find some lover who's just going to create these scenes for us and just, you know, tell us we're a good girl just because he knows I like that. (laughs) I mean, that's the dream, right? (laughs) It's never going to happen (laughs) because... Unless you do find a mind reader. Well, also, you know. when you ask for what you want, it's, it makes it sexier to know that someone's going to go out of their way to give it to you. Yeah, yeah. And it's, that's the thing, like, you and compromise, right? Like, you guys might have different ideas on what something looks like. Good point, especially when yeah. it comes to something like sex. You know, we've, we've each had such unique individual experiences before we met each other. And yeah. when it comes to sex, there's just, it's an open wide world with no end in sight. Exactly. So it's really important not to make assumptions. Yeah. And so I guess that leads into that second point, right? Which is like find common ground. Yeah. You can't do without having communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and um, you know, and if you don't know where to start, have a look at that, that checklist. Yes. That might I'll link you- to it. Yeah. It's a free resource. I'm pretty sure you don't even have to give me your email address for that one. You can just take it. That's how passionate I am about this. Like uh, it's free anyway. Like you can go search it and you can find it um, anyway, but I just wanted to give people access to it. Yeah. And then from there you start small, right? And you just want to play. Yeah. I mean, Um, I mean, there's so many little things that you can add in that, you know, things that you've never done before, like the ice cube. 
like yes, yeah. new lube, little things yeah. like that. And I would recommend, obviously, because they're scenes, so this should happen anyway, but schedule time. Schedule some time where you're like, okay, we're going to, we both like the ice idea or the temperature play idea. Okay, cool. Let's schedule a time where we can explore that and mm. then do it. Because otherwise yeah. it's a, like, you don't want to just throw it at someone when you're in like the middle of sex. Again, everything has to be consented to before. Like when you create a scene and kink, everything is talked about before and consented to. You can't, can't just throw stuff in in the middle of a scene. Like if you've consented to say being blindfolded and having temperature play and that's it, you can't then just in the middle of it going on add say a whip. Or, or, you know, like or calling any, someone names all of yeah, a sudden. Like you anything. Know, you, and because people yes. are already aroused, they can't then give proper oh, consent. That is such a good point. Can you say so, that one more time? Because someone is already aroused and they're already in that headspace of yes, yes, more, 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 they can't actually give proper consent. It's not yeah. it's not real consent because then after the fact, they might, when, once the come down happens, they might be like, oh, shit. What if you had agreed to butt sex and you're not into butt, like you didn't actually want yep. to, yep. but they coerced you into it? Well, this is why the texting can be so useful is because you can talk, you can get consent or get consent. You can talk about consent. You can talk about what's coming that night in, in a sexy way so that every, so that both parties also have a chance to think about it before it happens. Yeah. Mm. And you can also like, even if you're talking about it, again, I'm just going to use anal because like that seems to be one that a lot of people can either be like yes or no for. You can still change your mind. You may in that sexy text and be like, oh, I can't wait, blah, blah, blah. But And then, I don't know, something happens and you're not, you don't actually want to do that when you actually meet them. So you need to be able to communicate that beforehand so that other mm -hmm. partner is not in the thought process yeah, of so like, maybe oh, I've got to do this, this, and this. Yeah, maybe talking about, you know, playing with some of these ideas by text in the days coming up, but then still saying, yeah. but we'll talk about it in the hour before. And just, yeah, so you, know, you still want to sit down and have a chat base. about yeah. it before you get into it with your relationship partner, or if you seek other play partners, um, mm. always have that conversation beforehand. But yeah, with your partner, like start small. Start with, I want to say, quote unquote, normal kink things like blindfolds, um, hands for impact. Uh, I think I a little bit of talking, you know, some extra yeah. talking, a tiny bit of foreplay, um, can be something to initially, yeah. initially experiment with. And check in like, as you're going, because you're new to this, always check in both parties can, right. Particularly and just be like, is this okay? Mm -hmm. Did you like that? Or yeah. that I think is a really good way to find out what you, you want. And I wish I knew this back in the day. Like I wish I had this knowledge that I have now because I just kind of went along with stuff sometimes. Yeah. Girl, I did it as well. I'm sure many, many people can, can absolutely relate. Um, yeah. that's a topic for another, another time, but you know, we're empowered now, but yes, abs absolutely. I can relate to that. Another tip that Emily gives a little bit of pain. If you're looking to explore kink for the first time with a partner, maybe incorporate this. She says, don't let the word pain freak you out. A little bit of pain can be a great thing. Plus, your pain tolerance goes down a bit when you're experiencing sexual pleasure. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Start with small bites, nibbles, spanks. And if you both like it, you can expand by adding things like hair pulling or slaps. 
As a submissive, I'm all about the hair pulling, man. But you have to do it right. Oh, oh, a thousand percent. Well, like, I get real, like, when I say right, for me, like, if you're going to pull my hair, none of these stray hair things. I like, take the whole thing yeah, in there. The, and, and get as close to my skull as humanly possible. Yeah, that's hold. My friend does this thing called the one finger hold. I was like, oh, you know, and he's he's a dom and I'm a smart ass. So it's <laughs> one finger to control you. And yeah. it's literally wrapping it around like, a chunk of hair close to the skull and like you can't you just go down mm-hmm. yeah that's so what funny. do they call it um grabbing you by your small and curlies <laughs> yeah, 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 literally um oh yikes okay it's good fun but yeah like p- pain a little bit of pain mm. but i love biting biting is like mm. yeah i want to say it, um it's it's much for me i really i like the spanking and the hair pulling for sure i'm more of like a primally kind of girl so i'm like White and scratch and oh yeah scratching but me to them <laughs> yeah. oh yeah both no both for me <laughs> so that's i think yeah a little bit of pain that's kind of what kink is right mm-hmm. a little bit and the next tip emily gives uh, is explore, also pain related uh, explore butt stuff this is a gateway to kink that's well like- it can be she's she's giving <laughs> suggestions for getting okay. started okay <laughs> <laughs> i was like I feel like butts, I'm going to read it in a second, but I feel like butt stuff is kind of polarizing. I feel like you're either a fuck yes or a fuck no. And it's very hard to I like. I would say I'm in, the, I'm in the middle. Oh, I'm in the middle. I find oh, it very a hard percent. fuck no person to kind of convince them otherwise. Um, okay, but stuff, butt stuff isn't always full-blown anal sex. Uh, it is sometimes just dabbling in the back door. Sorry, I'm going to laugh. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? No, no, you're good. Okay. Um, And because the anus is filled with pleasure receptors for both men and women, a toy can be a great way to explore booty play. All right. So this is just, I say, this is something we're talking about with, with your partner. And then, you know, it can be as simple as getting some lube and just dabbling around. And again, this is not, these are just ideas. If you've never really explored kink before, this is the pinky. Just the tip of the pinky. Yep. It's actually really, cause I love butt stuff. I'm a whore for butt stuff. I'm saying this online knowing that like my mom and my dad are probably going to listen to this at some point. Oh my. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. Sorry, mom. <laughs> um, but like there are so many like um, pleasure receptors around that entrance well, and there's lots of possibilities as well. As, as Emily says, it's not necessarily the full blown penetrative. Yeah. No, act. no. And it, can just, it just could be massaging that yeah. area. Um, yeah. I like butt plugs personally. That's my oh. thing, mm-hmm. oh. but like the I'm... smallish ones. So exploring butt stuff, another starting point. And yeah. finally, Emily says, Implement safe words and aftercare. Jesse and I are going to discuss this. We are actually going to do an entire episode on this upcoming or forthcoming. Emily says, if your kink includes BDSM, you'll definitely want to incorporate some safe words. Safe words are a way of letting your partner know when you've hit a boundary or trigger and you want them to stop. You might also use the light system. Green means you like what you're doing. Yellow means you're enjoying it, but a little nervous. And red is full blown stop. So it's good to just have these agreements ahead of time and to talk about this because if you're exploring kink for the first time, or even if you're five years in, you will feel more safe if you know 
what your boundaries are with the other person. And you know that you have the ability to stop or start whatever it is that you've found yourself. I I can't always have a million, have a million things to say about this always. Well, Um, what is aftercare Jess? Well, aftercare is after oh, care after a scene. Um, it brings people back into reality, right? It, it's basically, and both parties often this is a common misconception that tops don't need or dominants don't need aftercare. They do, um, and not everyone needs aftercare. Some people are fine, um, but basically, aftercare is sort of bringing the, the, those people back into reality. Cause obviously a lot of those scenes are not how you would act in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things you can do is like, um, make sure people are getting water are warm. Some people like to be cuddled. You also want to look out for people's blood, le- blood sugar levels. So getting them something like candy or chocolate or something that they can eat afterwards is also mm-hmm. really important. Yeah. Um, and checking in a few days after as well. Yeah. Another thing that, because so it kind of splits into two. There's like physical and emotional aftercare. Right. So physical is that, that stuff like blankets and cuddles and food. Uh, emotional is checking in and making sure that the scene went how you liked it. But yeah, it's just bringing you back into your body and bringing you back into reality in a nice, calm, soft mm-hmm. way. I think it's also just, it's reminding each other that you're still there for one another. Mm-hmm. And this is really important because sometimes when you do a kinky scene or, and you know, like aftercare is not just about kink, but maybe you, if you've been really vulnerable sexually oh. with someone, it's really good to know, you know, the next day and the next day after that you ha- you're not being judged and yes. that, you know, you've shared an intimate and intense experience with someone and the, and the person is still there and that they yeah. weren't using you, you know, I mean, I know, I don't know how else to put it, but you know, I think for women that that can be really important. I was just gonna say not just women, but yeah, like it's yeah. For everybody. I think it's good to know when you've been really vulnerable and done something a little outside your comfort zone that, you know, the person is, wasn't just there for that. I suppose that can go through some people's heads. And I know I've had relationships with people and sexual relationships with people that I haven't necessarily needed that. But depending on the circumstances, I have said, you know, I'd really like us to check in the next day because I'm feeling so vulnerable about this. And so just, you know, I don't always need the day after text, but sometimes I ask for it. Yeah. I have a friend who I do Shibari stuff with um, semi-regularly. He does not live in Auckland, sadly, which makes me sad, but, um, we did a shoot a couple weeks ago. So I was doing the photography. There was a woman that had reached out to him that wanted to do some stuff. And it was cool. Cause then him and I did some stuff afterwards and it was really like hilarious. Cause we had that kind of relationship and, but he even, he still checked in a couple days afterwards, like yeah. the day after the day after that, like because like he also knew that there was a lot of emotional stuff rolling around for me and that can often come up as well in those things. So being aware of that and being aware of what's going on again, that's why pre scene negotiation negotiation is just as important. Well, is like be all and end all um, to explore not even, not just about what you're going to get up to, but also like, how are you feeling mentally and physically um, and is there anything we should be aware of like injuries or, okay, maybe you didn't sleep properly the night before. Okay. So you're going to be a little bit more tired than yeah. normal. You know, what's well, coming up for you. Yeah. Um, and so that can then talk, be talked about in aftercare as well. It's like, okay, how, how are you feeling? Like, what do you need? And, and some people like, sometimes I'm just like, ah, I'm good. 
Yeah. And then other times I'm like, I need gutters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same. Totally. Um, and yeah, we're going to come back to this. So if anyone has any questions about aftercare stories about aftercare, please get in touch. We'll integrate it mm-hmm. into the episode. Um, what do you think Jesse about exploring kink without a partner or outside of a relationship? Do you have uh, any suggestions? Have yeah. Okay. So if you're not on fit life, go to fitlife.com. It is a, it's like Facebook for kinksters. That's <laughs> how so I'm going to explain it. Is it is thriving, thriving. Oh, mm-hmm. It's been a lot. It's been around for eons. And you sign up with a username. Don't use your real name. Um, <laughs> like I did. Um, you can change your username, like, every so often. But just, I find, I find people don't know who you are if you change your username. They're like, who is this? And I'm like. We, we know each other. Yeah. So pick a username, um, stick to it if you can, and then just get on there. So there's groups you can go and have a look at because um, when you sign up, it'll ask you for your area, um, which is really handy because then you can go and find events and groups in your area of things that you might be interested in. Good things to go to if you don't have a partner or even if you do have a partner and you're new and you're exploring, you don't know even know where to begin, are going to things which are called munches. And they'll often be on events as a munch and that's basically like a non-kinky catch-up so it's a whole bunch of kinky people in a non-kinky environment like a bar and they all just go and they chat and stuff so it's a great non-threatening time to go in and meet people from the community without the pressure of it being like a play party or something. Yeah. I will say, Um, I'm not sure that we use that term here. So if you're an American listener, you might want to look for something like a mingle, a meet and greet. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know. I just know like commonly on fit life, it's called a munch, but yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. So yes, going and just simply meeting people. Yeah. Yeah. Go and have a chat. And then go from there and you might make friends. Well, not might, you will make friends um, mm-hmm. unless you're a complete twat. But <laughs> no, my list. everyone out there is amazing. You're going to make friends. Yeah, you're going to make <laughs> friends. Um, so there's that. So those are, that's the, the main one I would go and look at in your area because often it's updated regularly. Um, I know that, I know here there's, is it Kiwi Swingers or something as a website and they often, um, put up there when there are events on as well. Okay. But again, those are majoritively swinger events, sometimes BDSM events, but yeah, that would be my, my go-to. Yeah, I would absolutely say start with, start with fat life, see where you were, how far you get. And also do absolutely look for these mixers and these mingles and these munchers to just go and start meeting people. Definitely. You know, this is a, a process and a journey and it does take being involved with people who you trust. So yes. do it. You're not necessarily going to go to a club and I mean, you might, um, but it's more about surrounding yourself with, yeah. with trustworthy people who yeah. you can explore with. I mean, you could throw yourself in the deep end. Like I did. I've done it a couple of <laughs> times. I've done it a couple times uh, as well. That may be more or less accessible to people depending on where they live. But yeah. um, I mean, it's all about attention. You still have to go online and find where the oh, club you, is. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. And be safe. Like, and how do you be like, what is there even to keep in mind as a solo or slash single uh, person exploring kink? What would you say are like three tips 
to keep yourself safe. If you're going to go to a munch, because it's public, you, you, you should be okay, right? However, though, it's kind of the same, I guess, if you're going to meet with someone one-on-one, let a friend know. It's the same if you're dating, right? Often you let your friends know. Uh, no drugs or alcohol when you play, please. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I will say, unless, you know, this is your partner who, you know, I, I would say, you know, I, I mean, a glass of wine when oh, you're like about to do some fine. butt play. I mean, no, no, like that's fine. What I mean is like, if you're going to an event and you're drinking, you become a danger to yourself and the other person that you might want to play with mm-hmm. because your pain tolerance goes out the window because you've been okay. drinking. So then it becomes unsafe. One drink is fine. Like having one to just be social and stuff, that's fine. But like, if you're actually going to go and do a scene with someone, say, don't do the heavy heavy drinking afterwards. Like, don't. I would absolutely say, yeah, use, uh, use alcohol sparingly and intentionally. Um, uh, for sure. I think there's a time and place, you know, I also say, you know, I've, I'm a little opposed to the whole, you know, someone's going through a breakup and some of the advice is like, stay away from alcohol. Oh, if you and I'm like, drink. yeah, that's practical. That's realistic. You know, when you're, I mean, and so yeah. I, I think just being very smart and conscious and yeah, definitely, you know, if you're trying to take the edge off, you might want to reconsider because it, you, it lowers your inhibitions. And yeah. these are things that you're engaging in that you want to be really conscious about yeah. and you want to be aware of what going on i've been to plenty of you know poly events for instance that were no no alcohol at at all and it's because you know we everyone wants to go into things you know with the fullest capability of of consenting because it involves people you don't know well yeah so yeah i think with kink because it's inherently there are dangers to a lot of the kinks that people are into yeah that's also another reason as to why like with swinging, I find like often people are drinking, um, and it's just the scene. And but you're with cool. your partner. Yeah, with your partner. I mean, you can solo swing. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big swinger. I'm more of a kinkster. Um, use those damn safe words. Mm-hmm. Pineapple may seem like fun, and we may joke in the community about different ridiculous safe words. But my go-to's is like the traffic light system: green, yellow, orange, and red. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, because it gives you levels and then you can check in. So if your partner's checking in, you could be like, oh, no, no, green, we're, we're, you know, like we're still good to go because that's nice to hear as a top as well. So, yeah. Yep, I I agree with that um, completely. And then I'll also say uh, use actual protection. Use, oh. you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. and that includes lube as well as as condoms. So yes. just making sure that yes. that's you know should be should be a given. It, it sometimes it is, and sometimes it just depends on you know. I just assumed, and I was like, oh yeah, no, don't assume that. Um, not even I mean, if you're at a private event, perhaps, but yeah. Um, I mean, who knows? I'm just saying have boundaries and yeah, definitely lube it up and wrap it up. And your your best friend. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, for sure. And just something on your website that struck me is that you have all this, you know, these kinky worksheets, but you integrated a lot with self-love and, um, I don't know, like, what do you have to say about self-love and kink? I think it comes again from that word empowerment, (laughs) which we love also like a form of self-care, therefore self-love. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if it's something you enjoy and it's something that you get a lot of pleasure out of, we should live in pleasure state all the time personally. Yeah. Um, so it's giving you what you need. So therefore you're looking after yourself and it's and exploring um, areas of you that you know are there and may not have given permission to in the past. Mm-hmm. You can see my cat, the cat fighting. I can see your cat in the Um, background. uh, And this goes back to something that's been a theme in the show recently. And that is that everyone is responsible for their own pleasure. And that is why I wanted to do this episode is to empower people that if this is some, you know, if you have something that you think turns you on or that, you know, turns you on, you know, embrace it and go yeah. and ask for it. Yeah. Uh, no one else is going to give you, give this to you. You know, it's no. up to us to decide what makes us satisfied and happy and to go yeah. out and get it and ask for it, give it yeah. to ourselves, ask someone yeah. to give it to us, but it's ultimately, yeah. it comes down to you. Yeah, exactly. And if you don't ask, you don't get and people aren't mind readers. So, yeah. you know, go out and go out and explore and be safe and, and that mean that on the flip side of that is also make sure that, you know, the people that you're interacting with are getting what they need as well. And it's not one-sided. Yeah. I do think, I mean, everyone needs to ask for it and you should be curious about your partners, but you know, they should ask you and you should ask them for what you yeah. want. hundred percent. Mm. Yeah. Well, I am revved up and ready to go. What a fun <laughs> episode. I'm seriously like thinking about this weekend and just like, Oh, there is a play party this weekend. I don't know about any play parties, but I am thinking like, what can I do to add a little bit of kink and excitement into my weekend? I've got already some ideas coming up and yeah, this is an exciting life. (laughs) Okay. My promise is that in the next episode, I will report back to Jesse about my FetLife profile that I'm going to create and see what happens. At least get out, get out there. Um, I think, uh all right, I'm just going to leave it at that. So stay tuned, um, (laughs) world (laughs) for that. Cool. All right. And with that, we will see you next time. If you loved this episode, please go and let me know by leaving me a five-star rating and review on Apple podcasts. I would just be thrilled to connect with you there and, and hear what you think. And in the meantime, Everybody stay safe out there and I'm sending Mm -hmm. you strength. (laughs) If you are struggling with a breakup, hang in there and you know what? You're single. Have some fun. Enjoy this episode. And you know, (laughs) (laughs) you're this new chapter of your life could be more exciting and adventurous than you ever thought. Exactly. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to X-Files podcast. I sincerely hope that you found today's episode inspirational or useful. I would love to support you on your healing journey. All you have to do is send me a message through the X-Files Instagram account, and I will personally be in touch to get you started. Remember, if you are struggling with a broken heart, your feelings are temporary. I am sending you so much love and luck for the week ahead. You've got this.